since we got it. To our very grown up. <laughs> we're evolved. We've matured. And we're. We're your. Wrong. To admit, <laughs> we are frequently very wrong. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yes. I think we should be applauded <laughs> All for our humility. When I listen back to our uh, old episodes, I was way funnier back then. What? For real. What like do you I think said is a lot, there? I don't know. I said so many more funny things. Well, you know what? I will say one of the, the episode six uh, was a good example of how maybe you were a little more loose with your, I don't know, feelings, opinions. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they're funny. <laughs> they are funny. And I still have those opinions. <laughs> yeah. So what, do you th- what Probably Just, because what? we get so much feedback from people and I don't want, ever want to hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. But if you're being careful, that really does impede comedy. Yeah, it does. So I'm sure that's all that it is. I feel like I was more serious back then. You were. How is that possible? Yeah, you tell me. I'm not married. That's the only thing I can point to. Oh, you were trying to be like grown up or something? Yeah, I was trying to be like well behaved. Like, are you serious? I don't know. Who knows? Well, maybe though. Maybe that was it. You wanted to be taken seriously. Maybe it wasn't just marriage. Maybe it was just life. Yeah, you know. So now you don't mind. You can. You just, I don't care. You just shoot from the hip. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want that. I want I don't it know. back. Maybe I just don't, I really don't, yeah, I really care zero about the. You, do you not, you don't care, like, not that you do offend people, because you rarely do, but like, you don't, you're not, that's not on your mind. You're not being, trying well, to avoid that. I think you're always going to offend somebody. Yeah. You know, in a way, whether it's your opinions are not strong enough or they're too strong or uh, <laughs> somebody disagrees with them. You know, it, it's, it's, it, it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about something where it's about having compassion and understanding for somebody then that's one thing because I feel like that's very black and white. But if it's just like opinions, like it's like ice cream. Everybody's got a different fucking flavor. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Chocolate is not better than vanilla. Don't get all, you know, on your phone, like adding me. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, it is. Let's be real. It's way better. But somebody might like vanilla. I don't know. And okay. I'm okay with that. And like, I don't know. I just. The other thing though, is that I know it doesn't seem like seven years is a long time, but. Whoa, it is. It is. And culturally, even people are more um, about policing opinions that they think are offensive, of which I have many. Okay. Go on. Right. So I think that probably affects how willing I am to rock the boat (laughs) here's a theory Mm -hmm. sarah has them even on this podcast (laughs) new ones yes new ones Mm -hmm. so i was i was i was driving the other day and i was thinking about this like meme that's floating around that says something along the lines of like man do you remember when we were in elementary school and we did like you know, you go to seven classes during the day and then after school you go to like basketball practice or whatever and mm-hmm. you do a million things. Like now it's like I do a Costco run and I'm like, whoo, day spent. I'm like wiped. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking about pre-COVID and post-COVID, even like our going out habits, like what, how much energy we have. Yeah. And I think that maybe – or or is it just me? I should pose this question. Do other people feel like, as a whole, our collective tolerance for whatevs, 
mm-hmm. has significantly. Yeah, I think dropped. it's undeniable. I, That's it. Ha- it right? it's, it's like it's a taller. It's how much of this discomfort? How much of what? And I think that is because if you think about anxiety, stress, all of that as this like tank that we have inside of us, where where that holds all of those emotions or holds all of those feelings. And I think all of us have tanks that are like at 50% full, just like when we fucking wake up in the morning now because of the last four years, that there's not a lot of room left in mm-hmm. that tank. And and it's like a, a gradual shift. You know, if somebody slowly started rising the water level it, where you were standing, you know, it you'd kind of like adjust to it being at your knees and yeah. not notice when it was at your mid thighs or whatever like that, you know, like small incremental changes. But so I, I feel like, like it's that, that, it, that our stress, our tolerance, we have, we have less room in the tank to hold all of these feelings. And so they tend to spill over much faster. Mm-hmm. I, I constantly think about how if you read the news it is apocalyptic well, and i'm fat globally and domestically and i just am always struck by like i truly never thought that the apocalypse would be quiet and i also didn't think we would keep going to work <laughs> like when you imagine an apocalypse you think like you're in a bunker or you like got guns yeah. and you're but right. we're just like still slowly. making podcasts. Right. That water level just slowly rising. We were like, or the temperature on it slowly going but up. I guess that's a better analogy, the temperature yeah. going up. But. but it's still an apocalypse. It's yeah. truly happening. Yeah. And whether that, whether you're just calling that like climate change or all the war and the COVID and everything, whatever, that is end of the world shit. Yeah. People are a little edgy in the end of times, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, and we're just so tired. I wouldn't even, I would yeah. say more tired than edgy even. Yeah. But with Time regard to sure. like policing uh, opinions, that's the part I, that kind of baffles me. I have so many people that I see on Instagram and stuff that I'm offended by, but like you really can just unfollow. Why do they right. try to alter your behavior instead of just clicking unfollow. That is what I do not get. Yeah. It's gotta be a, it's gotta be a control thing. It's gotta be Mm. a, uh, I feel out of control. So I'm going to try to take charge or something. You know, this is really interesting. This is one of the things that I was really looking forward to discussing is differences of opinion because, This what? episode, I believe, is when we can get to talk about the great debate. Oh, yes. I, I was waiting for you to, because you, I think you're more impassioned about it than I am. Yeah. Why is that? I was expecting <laughs> the opposite. Um. Well, okay. So in episode five of Brain yes. Candy, we invited this gal named Cassie on who had, I, I think she was just sniping on your Instagram, like making like little comments about feminism and how she didn't agree with it. So we thought it would be real cute to ask her on and have like a little debate about feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I started to listen back to that episode, I just thought, do did we get it wrong in terms of like, should we have even asked her to do that? What do you think about that? I, what I thought was so interesting is what you taught me when uh, the Black Lives Matter movement really, what we were like marching and protesting, um, and I had to have a lot of difficult conversations with friends, former <laughs> friends. Yeah. And you taught me a very, very helpful trick, like something that has been I use as a therapist. With my clients in relationships, Um, I use in my own family. Okay. And that is, what is the goal? Uh Uh-huh. Right. What are you trying to get out of this Yeah, like when you're in an argument or something. Yeah. When you are in in an argument. Mm -hmm. And 
I can, when I look back and listen back to that conversation, I recognize that we both failed to identify together, you and I, what our goal for this was. Maybe Mm -hmm. individually in our heads we did. Maybe you did. I did not. And I just, I, I listen back and I hear the defensiveness in my voice. Really? I hear, yeah. Like huh. that's defensive Sarah. That's a tone. She's still really nice. Yeah, but I can hear it. I can okay. hear the the I, I can more hear or recall, maybe it's just a, a memory in my head of how heated I became. And I think it's very hard <laughs> to uh work towards those goals. If you let your emotions get the best of you, and I feel like I did in that conversation. In Are you serious? Yeah. You've, your emotions are out of control? Well, not like out of control, but one of... So, it helped me... Real, listening back really made me think a lot about how people fight and how people... Hmm. Uh, like how we should argue, like what are the the rules to having a good debate? Okay. And one of the ones that is the most important is listen and don't interrupt. Oh, were you an interrupter? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even notice. I did. Okay. I would have, ther- if I were my own therapist in there, like I were the therapist in there, I would have been like, Sarah, we're going to need to get the talking stick if you can't oh God, let her finish. Oh, God, that's the worst. Or I would make myself sit on my hands. Okay, so... Let's sit okay. on our hands so we can control some of our impulses to just talk. I will say I was undiagnosed then with ADHD. True. You were unmedicated, undiagnosed. Undiagnosed. But Just okay, so- living life like a free spirit who can't remember <laughs> to close any of the kitchen doors. <laughs> so... As I recall it, you know, she she was just basically using the talking points that conservative men usually use about how, you know, designated gender roles, mm-hmm. men should go out and earn the money and women are responsible for everything at home. Let's take a listen back um, to that clip and hear some of what Cassie had to say in that original Brain Candy Great Debate episode. Everyone's going to the work field, and then we are. There's no one home to watch the children anymore. There's everyone's too focused on their Can own. Can I just career. ask you, um, like, just to clarify, are men superior to women, according to you? I don't think that they're superior. I think that they have different. I think that they have different roles in life, and I think that they are supposed to be the head of things. I believe that I honestly, even comes to doctors, I prefer a male doctor because I just feel like there's more. There's just a little, I just feel sick, more secure with the nail doctor. I feel more secure. If you look at even 9-11, the people that, you know, ironically on this day, like the guys that took over the plane were male. They took charge and they saved like one of the, you know, Flight 93 from going into a building. Those were men that did that. She was also very critical of women in general. It was clear that she saw men as superior, not separate, but equal, but an actual hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you... We're just trying to, like, it sounded to me like you just really wanted to show her why she was wrong. Yeah. And that doesn't <laughs> win any arguments. Well, tell that me what your goal was. To You wanted to convince her? You thought that was going to happen? Yeah. Because yeah. you're it's, optimistic. It's crazy when you say it out loud. When you, that's why it's so important to establish these. Because yeah, so often all you have to do is have that thought or say that out loud. What is yeah. my goal in this? And then you realize, <laughs> oh, this is absolutely not worth it. This is a a conversation that is only going to go one way. You can... Yeah. <laughs> so had I a- approached it, had I changed my goal, had my goal instead of been show her where she's wrong, um. had my goal been teach her something that I like know about feminism or how feminism is beneficial. Mm. I think I would have 
it's easier to maybe take your emotions out of it, not take your emotions. It's not like my emotions are removed from it, but I can stay focused on the goal rather than tuned into how I'm reacting. And if I'm more goal oriented, I'm, I think I'm less reactive. Well, I think she also, um, I, from what I remember, she kind of acted like, yeah, we did need feminism right. back in the day. That, I don't, well, that part kind of pissed me off when I was. Yeah. Like, Cause you were like, you don't think we should have credit card. Like you were saying, like, right. you really want to go back to, she was like, no, 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 I don't want to go back. Like we're just done. We did it. You don't get <laughs> that. That to me is the crazy, that to me is where all the law, like your, your, your argument, I mean, your argument falls apart for me like a long time ago, but I really can't get on board when you're like, yeah, I want a little bit of it, but not all of it. That's like, mm. I mean, could you imagine mm. saying that for any other movement? Yeah, I want like, I mean, that's kind of what we have. It's fucking awful. Yeah, I want like, not all slavery, but like a little bit. What? It's <laughs> like, that would be bit. crazy. Yeah, I want like, I don't want all feminism, just like a little bit that works for me. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. All or nothing, sister. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I thought you effectively made that point. Um, Do you think she... How I shouldn't say, do you think she still listens? We all know the answer to that. Do you, how much longer do you think she continued listening to the podcast? I don't think she did continue. Wow. She's booked solid with that baby and everything. Like right. she has a lot that of chores <laughs> she had to do. Probably doing it alone. Let's well, and remember, I don't know, maybe at time is, I don't know when it was, maybe a year or two ago, I asked her to come back on. And like yeah. revisit it, and she had agreed, but then she ghosted me. So mm. um, I don't know what that is about. Maybe she just thought, "What? What's the point?" Yeah. But um, what I don't think we changed said? any minds. I wanted to see if she still um, maintained the the same beliefs. If anything had changed, I'm sure she was a big fan of Trump. And I would love to hear more, like more about you that. Imagine what, like, so much has changed. Oh my god, in this world. And ah. maybe she's so, maybe she's psyched because, like, the Roe v. Wade stuff. Like, she probably is like Whoa. so happy right now. <laughs> but in my experience, I think I told you this privately. Yeah. Um, you know, even though I feel like they're winning everything, they seem less happy somehow this is correct i don't know un- they're like we want more things taken away <laughs> like it's Sarah, totally the opposite had, that wh- that should be like an indicator that if you give them what they want and then they want then they're more upset it, that's what like, i don't get you, you you give the gays some marry like you can marry we they're were like pretty happy with that stoked yeah <laughs> so upset. we are all we we as we are all as well so yeah. like collective happiness, we we want to make change where the number of parades increase, not decrease. <laughs> yeah, that's we just generally want more parades, like more, more happiness. pride. Well, I, my prediction though is that she's happier or or more entrenched in that worldview than even she was at the time she spoke to us, and that's usually what happens. People yes. tend to really dig their heels in, and. Um, to change your mind is a rare thing, which is why I love this show. Yes. Because I, I'm very proud of the ways that we've changed our minds. Absolutely. So I just want to rub it in everybody's faces and make some money off of this great evolved <laughs> mindset. Or encourage, I mean, that's it. But like, <laughs> encourage other people to like be okay with changing theirs too. Uh-huh. And truly, I'm... When I had Cassie on the phone and when I talk to anybody I disagree with, I truly am open. They can change my mind. If they yes. provide yeah. arguments that that I can understand and that are persuasive, I will change my yeah. mind. You know what I did? I changed my mind on that my brother, in the right areas for the right reasons, he changed my mind on hunting. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I understand. I get that. Why there are places I can't believe you didn't this. like hunting. I know it's so it, it's a weird thing. Like this was before my outdoorsy like lifestyle change. <laughs> well, I just mean because you eat meat, so well, yeah. But I don't know. You're right. I sh- it's silly. Like, that's but it just why. feels wrong. It's disturbing. Yeah, the thought of it. Yeah, okay. like for 
sport, but when I understand oh, like that, that's okay. not really how it is. In your world. ethical point of view, do you you they have to eat the the animal, or yeah, it shouldn't I think go you to can't waste? Just be like bang bang for fun. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Come on. Then um, it's just uh, you're just a soci like a psychopath <laughs> with a license. The ones that do like the mounted heads and stuff, and then they just like oh god, you know, for decoration. I, hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah, isn't it interesting? I've never thought about this. Oh right, one of the Your taxidermy fascination. Well, I, I was gonna. One of the. I guess it's more torturing animals, but couldn't you argue that hunting animals is in a way torturing animals? Like if you're doing it for sport and not to like eat them and it's just for your own pleasure. For trophy. Yeah. For trophy. Then, mm-hmm. And like that's like a big red flag uh, for, you know, oh, like the dark triad and like sociopaths. <laughs> the dark triad. Like, I don't even know what that is and it's funny. Yeah. It, what, oh, it's what? like the three things that you need for... <laughs> Um, oh gosh, the dark triad. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. So so we don't have to make another goddamn show. Yeah. See, I was thinking about this. I'm like, what are, what we don't have on our show is somebody who, yeah. Who's like that fact checker who, yeah. Who like goes producer type. Who's like, um, actually, uh, that's not like a, a thing, ladies. And we're like, oh, right, right, right. Okay, well, forget about that. Um, no, so it's the 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 dark triad is uh, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. That was this theory of a like a personality disorder. Like when all those three line up is when you get like. What's the Machiavelli one? I don't know that one. Like, I think uh, it's like grandiose. Like grandio- mm. grandiosity and then um, like is manipulation it, of yeah, others. Yeah, I was going to say it's deceptive. I yeah. Think too. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like lack of, like, let me see, manipulation and exploitation of others, absence of mor- morality, and a higher level of self-interest. <laughs> it's like everyone on the challenge. Oh, my God. It so is. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. But like. Yes. Harming animals is like a, a big old red flag for a lot of things. Well, yeah, that's what and they say that the, if they kill. Are like doing that all the time. And picking up right. the stuff, like Walmart selling the accessories. Yeah. Here's and your murder like kit. Sanctioned psychopathy. Yeah. Here's that's your murder a, kit. That's so weird. Um, I don't think that we. Yeah, I don't think that we changed Cassie's mind mm-hmm. for sure. I I think, you know, you say you felt like we we or you were defensive, but I was. Um, you were wonderful and lovely and patient. <laughs> I was at my what's end. Well, but we've gotten so many compliments about that episode for keeping our cool. Cuz well, yeah, I, I really inside. think you're not giving yourself enough credit. Okay. All, here's here's why I'm also so glad that we do the video version of this. It's available on Patreon. Yes. I remember what facial expressions I was making too. <laughs> yes. That, that I remember. I, I, I may I may have I some like body memory, yeah. like like you know, like the body keeps the score kind yeah. of thing. Where as I was listening to the episode, I I know I know that this is the facial expression that I was making because so often when I re-listen to episodes, I answer exactly the same as I answer on the show. Like before I even talk, I'm like, oh, well, and I say the same line. I say like my brain goes to the same file cabinet, pulls out the same information, responds with the same. I even did that when I was watching the ruins. I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to say here. Like, cause you just remember and like, yeah. that's your go-to. And so I, I know the facial expressions that I was making and they were not friendly or they were not, I was definitely, there was, Oh my God. And I'm president sprayed my eyeball. <laughs> I remember it so much. like you and I, I, I looking at each other and reacting silently and being yes. like, cuckoo, like, oh, you know, my God. Cause it, it is anytime a woman, it's sort of like, um, you know, that lady, she's a black woman. Yes. Yes. Candace. I do. 
Owens. Owens, thank you. Candace Owens, who's a conservative, and she often talks shit on other black people and black people in general. And so it felt like that with Cassie, where I'm like, lady, you're one of us. What are you doing? Come on. Get over here. I think that's much more common, though, for women. Because women gain a lot from patriarchy. Yes. White women, I should say. Oh, yes. White women. And so that's... Yes. White. White women gain a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There is an incentive there to maintain the status quo because it's working out pretty great for a lot of white people. There was something that she said that I do agree with, though. And and I, I think we have touched on it in or we do touch on it in future podcast episodes. Uh and it is I I'm I'm pitching for this to be one of our documentary club um picks. It's called um Tough Guys, G U I S E. And it oh, talks yeah. about masculinity in the United States. I remember you told and, me about that. Oh, it is I've even heard this man this guy who who uh, wrote it. Um, his name is Jackson Katz. He came and he spoke at my college and he's so good. And he is such a feminist, but talks about how this is also a male problem, like how the way that we have socialized men and like the very narrow, the, the definition of masculinity or masculine, quote unquote masculine is so narrow in this country and it feels in a way like it's that closing in even more and more like you have to be a man to this 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 you know like uh shop at that section of walmart that's selling the murder kits yeah <laughs> you know and uh and that there are so many other kinds of males and and they're feeling rejected and feeling like there isn't space there and it's making it's very dangerous it's dangerous for all of us so i think that there the the there were points that uh that cassidy cassie cassie Mm -hmm. Cassie, oh my god terrible cassie did touch on that that i think are important to kind of uh i don't like include like if feminist feminism to me is equality is like we are all deserving of equal things yeah. and i think that men are deserving of some of it has to go both ways and that mm. can sometimes get lost in the conversation because there is so yeah. much work that needs to be done for women yes also let's expand the definition of you know it has not been that i feel like it was on playgrounds when you and i were in school where if a little boy decided to wear a dress or painted his nails would absolutely be called some names Mm -hmm. and that may still be happening in some places but now it's changing and now i got a boyfriend who paints his nails Mm -hmm. and it's fine because that we're we're start we're starting to broaden that that um uh, I don't know, box or that, that, but like the nineties were a fucking bad time for like everything. Males. Yeah. Everything. It was very bad. Whenever a lot of gender stereo, like, whew, do you think that was, I'm just talking and talking. No, I do you think <laughs> that was the, the pendulum swinging the other way after like that? I don't know. Third wave feminist movement, of like the eighties and like women going back, like in the work, like look at us, we're carrying our sneakers to work and we're all like working nine to five and all that. And then this is kind of like, you know, they say it kind of like, yeah, there does tend to be that direction right. that, that, that was just a reaction. Cause I just think about like girls gone wild and all like ever, just, well, that was, it, that was such an interesting development because I even felt that way about the Madonna, Brittany, Christina kissing, um, at the VMAs yeah. in whatever year that was, because it was to me it was t- classic sexual objectification of women disguised yeah. as female empowerment, Feminist. right? And like, right. oh no, that was for men, not for yeah. women. But they come on, they were like, oh, the kiss meant that Madonna was passing the torch. Well, then just pass the torch. 
Right. You, why don't are you making out? <laughs> and I don't care if they make out, but it is definitely sexualization, not, in my opinion, not empowering. Yeah. Um, Lincoln's first day of school was recently, and my mom had sent an like an old picture of him on his first day of school. I'm going to show it to you. Um, and he. Oh, oh, I remember those shoes. Yeah, he oh had my these God! pink it's shoes. so cute. Oh, and he wore those. God damn, that child. Pink was him. his favorite color, and he loved mm-hmm. those shoes and that pink shirt. And I remember what would happen when we'd be out, and other little boys would be like, that's a girl's color. Why are you wearing pink? You know, and the parents would have to pretend like they didn't like it, even though that's probably where they learned that is, you know, that's right. not like something that you're born with an understanding of what color represents what person. Yeah. But it's that thing that you're describing that we don't leave space for men to express themselves in these ways without stigma. Right. And so you want that feminism to apply equally to both yeah 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 Yeah. so i think that is that is if i think that we could have had a really interesting discussion Mm -hmm. on just that topic yeah you know more focused more something where it feels like we can meet in the middle like we can agree and i think that's in a way kind of a good place to start now that i'm saying that a lot like if you can find where there's a little bit, a little bit of, uh, I don't know, something that there's a, a, a common ground, an agreement, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, where there's, you're on the same page on something. Yeah. You know, I think my brother was the one who did this about, I think he listened to an episode of the podcast and said, I'm going to change your mind on hunting. And he showed me a documentary and then talked to me about a few things. And it was my care for the environment and conservation and the ecosystem and maintaining a balance in the ecosystem that was the like overlap in Mm -hmm. our two beliefs that then led me to kind of change my mind on a few things or understand uh, or like open my mind up to ways where that could be helpful and beneficial, you know, when you have like an overpopulation of one animal in an area. Yeah, no, that's an effective um, debate strategy. Like when you concede a point or just acknowledge the way that you can have common ground. Yeah. And I was thinking about how in the great debate, Cassie mentioned how Morgan Freeman said you know, if you want to get rid of racism, you have, you have to stop talking about it. Um, and I thought there's no way she got that right. So I was going to fact check Cassie for this episode. And I found the video of him on 60 minutes saying that very thing. Wow. And I thought that's very interesting because, you know, feminism and anti-racism and, you know, all these worldviews, they're, they're, there's not they're not a monolith. It's not like all black people feel the same way. Right. Some right. Well, Cassie people, is a perfect example. Yeah. We have di- we're both women feel differently. Yeah. And in Morgan Freeman's eyes, he thinks that all this talk about it makes it worse. He he's kind of advocating for the I don't see color thing Mm -hmm. which is to me is complete bullshit Mm -hmm. and we should see color and it's a beautiful thing do you think it's a little easier for there's you know we and we've kind of talked about this before that the economic status has something to do that where it's much easier when yeah because whenever i put that thing on instagram where i said what is something that we've said that's the most offensive to you Mm -hmm. somebody said that they did not like when i was critical of dave chappelle and said that thing where um dave chappelle is black until he needs to be a man Mm -hmm. because then he puts on his man hat and then he has all this wields all this power Mm -hmm. in the way that most men do Mm -hmm. but then when he feels um like what's that word like aggrieved okay you know he presents himself as a black person anyway my point isn't whether i'm right or wrong about that it's just about the intersections of class race gender wealth 
beauty, all the things that provide privilege to people. Yes. Yeah. If you think about the intersectionality between uh, like a black woman or black person and woman and at almost in your head instantly, you can say, oh, yeah, that's going to be tougher. Then you think black man, tougher, but you do get the benefits of being and like the privilege of being a male in certain situations. And that's. Sexuality, all of it, it all plays together and it's hard to isolate and it's impossible, really. It's almost like, I almost picture it as like being on one of those like weird Escher painting like staircases where Mm -hmm. it's like certain, certain privileges, certain things make you go up the stairs, certain things make you go down the stairs. Some things like weird stairs lead to other, you know, and you get a few of those, you get the mixed bag of, of. I'm a person of color. I'm a uh, 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 somebody with a disability. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman. Yeah. Find it yourself really lost in the middle of that painting because there are a lot of things that kind of intersect. And Yeah. So there's just so many ways that your worldview can be informed that it's impossible to, you know, paint with a broad stroke. But in this case... We got nowhere with her, I'm pretty sure. Although I think we were really nice and hopefully she didn't feel um, attacked in any way. I hope not. (laughs) But if if you had to do it again, would you have somebody on like that? Yes, 100%. I would just do it. Absolutely. I would, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I prepare for the podcast in a much different way now than I did before. You know, it feels like now I I would, I would, I would want to talk with you before about what we were expecting. What, what are we expecting from this Mm -hmm. and kind of. But then it's weird because in other areas now, I'm like, yeah, I'll just wing it because I know, I, you know we, we've been fine. We're good. But like the things that like I planned in the past a, a lot about, now I don't. And the things that I didn't plan in the past before, now I think I would. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't know if I would want to have someone like her on again. It's I'm always torn about it because I used to do like interviews with people from Westboro Baptist Church. <gasps> um, yeah. And people would say, why would you get amplify their bigotry and oh. hatred? And I think that's a fair question. At the time, oh. I felt like the, you remember the thing I said on the show that you didn't agree with or whatever about how you'd have to look at the extremes in order to understand the more typical stuff. So like I when I agree s- with that now, oh, what okay. did I not agree with? I got that wrong. Definitely wrong. <laughs> No, remember I said the guy was trying to build a sandwich and he was trying to make it the structurally sound sandwich. And I said, okay, imagine, because you claimed you should put lettuce on the bread, on the bottom. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like the heavy stuff should go at the bottom. Like imagine if it were 10 feet tall and you go, why would a sandwich be 10 feet tall? But if you have Uh, a short sandwich, it's hard to know which way it's tilting. If you have a 10 foot one, you know exactly what the problems are. So anyway, that was my logic about the Westboro Baptist Church, which is like, totally, they're so extreme, but they're just saying the quiet parts loud. That Mm. viewpoint is espoused by religion all across the world. And most of you people are in these religions that believe that gay people are going to hell. You're just not calling them the F word usually. Oh my God. There's no difference. Right. But should you give those people a a megaphone or not? I don't see it as giving them a, especially since I, I believe that the listeners of our podcast are not hearing Cassie and going, Oh, I'm changing my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I see it as I kind of zoom out on that in the same way that I listen to it and I hear it as how do you have a productive conversation with somebody who has an opinion that's different from you? I don't even see our like it's 
almost to me more beneficial to model to have a place where that is where we can view that where we can watch that happen i learned yeah. so much from you in the kind of conversations and quote unquote great debates that we have with people who have opinions that are different from us and it's only through me like watching you and listening to you have those kind of conversations that i can learn how to have those conversations myself so mm, i kind of see so it nice. as a as a way of like modeling how to yeah. have healthy well, and it's for agreements. This well, isn't personal. Right. And it's just, yeah. and then I was thinking about even, because like, you're such a good example of that because you've been on both sides. You've, yeah. You understand what it would be like to f- feel kind of like, I don't know, attacked for yeah. your beliefs and your views that when they are connected to religion, as you so, you know, perfectly pointed out and highlighted in that episode, uh, are very personal and, and formed and high like, stakes yeah yes this is eternity very, we're talking about this is eternity <laughs> right damnation you've yeah. heard the soundtrack to hell on our regular podcast i mean <laughs> you don't want to go there you don't want to go there yes and that's a high stakes situation and also i know what changed my mind and it certainly wasn't being bullied or belittled right. Right. or attacked it was somebody listening and saying like well what about this what do you think and like planting that seed yeah it doesn't happen overnight but over time you think yeah what about that you know and also is i'm sure part of it was meeting new people for mm-hmm. you like seeing getting outside of the bubble that you were in growing up that had been created around you that you, you know, uh, with harvest parties and stuff. And, you know, and like, she's like, wait a sec, Halloween isn't evil. I didn't like burst into flames. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I think that is, if we really look at what's going on there is something really special and beautiful too, is that for growth to happen it's not you being told by people who are like you. Right. Like, Good job. You know, or like, or even people who are of the same community, like, like it's through meeting people and having interactions with people who are different than you mm-hmm. and creating connection that you can grow. That's why the real world is a fantastic uh, yes. structure that they fucking piss away. Yes. It <laughs> but does, the concept it, is yes. great. And some way. people really get that growth out of it. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. I think Paula did when she and I have reflected on the challenge and the uh, real world, like outside of being on TV. She and I have had conversations about. Uh, you know, what we got from it. She's been one who said, yeah, I watched how I was. And I was like, oh, I, I, I'm going to uh, grow here and here and change these things. And I don't like this about myself. And I would say she's th- thriving and living a very happy life now because of that kind of ability to grow from those, what you see. Rather yeah, than yeah. go, well, this is how I am. I can't yeah. change, which we've talked about in yes. the regular podcast, and I am definitely going to be talking about in uh, my podcast with Therapy Jeff. Yeah, good. I think it's so important. We say you can't mental health your way out of accountability. Yes. Stop doing that. Stop it. Gen Z, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. It's just how oh I am. Oh, my God. People are going to be so bad. No, um, But, <laughs> I mean, I think it is very hard to hate a human being, a true Absolutely. human being right in front of you. Totally. But it is real easy to hate like a whole group of people. Yeah. Right? Mm. And so that's what you're saying. You have to meet and interact with people that you may yes. may not agree with 100%. in order to really get where they're coming from. You know, and this is, I love people like Anthony Bourdain and um, who else does this? Oh my gosh! Phil I can't Rosenthal remember his name. does it. Phil Rosenthal does it. Yeah. Um, even Stanley Tucci did this, and he what around that when you Sarah Silverman's done it on her show. When you eat with other people, yeah. When you when you connect with people over 
food over over things that are human. It's almost like you get present with people. Oh, God, that makes me want to cry. Human connection is so important that like, oh, that really does. Yeah, it's it can be so powerful. It's very moving that we all need to just like be mindful together and like experience like being present like and you can do that through your five senses and one of them is taste so you sit down eat a meal with people everybody goes mmm together and experiences that shared feeling I think there's that whether they know what's happening or not when you look around and somebody is sharing your the same facial expression or sharing like you bite into this sandwich I bite into the sandwich and we both have different polit- political views but we both go mmm you and I can have a whole conversation now. We can have a shared like interaction about how good this sandwich is and we can at least connect on that. And like, if you can find those things like, Oh, it's so beautiful. And so we all have to just like get present. If we get out of the thoughts and like the fear and like the anxiety of the future of like, Oh, what's this person going to think of this, 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 I bet this person believes this, this, this. And so I won't like them or they're different than me. Or you go into the past of like, Oh, last time I was talking to somebody like this, it turned out this and this and this way. So this is probably going to be the same. We'll never ever connect. And, but if we can be present in the moment with somebody, then it's beautiful. And it makes me cry. And that's silly, but here we are. It's true. You know, I always say religion is built to strengthen bonds between communities. That's what the purpose is, is create a sa- almost like a singular organism. Yeah. And so I always want people to pay attention to the things they do in religious services because they're by design meant to evoke emotion and bonding. So Sarah's talking about food. Why the hell do you think they have communion? Uh-huh. That's what the Last Supper is. Why do you think they have music? Mute song. Why do you think they do Repetition. the paintings? Why do you think the 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 beautiful like w- churches look the way they do? Why do you think we do the nice stained glass windows? It makes because it those were the places of those were the places where like the beauty like you connect to your visual senses. It you know. <laughs> Now, wow. if, if you can see it in a good way or you can think it's manipulative Correct. and you're both right because it's, right. it's really beautiful and, it, and also can be a tool for manipulation and stuff. But the broader point is true that, you know, if you meet people that aren't like you and you share a meal and you share yep. a space, yep. you're probably going to have a little more compassion towards them. Yep. That's a great thing. But Cassie can go fuck herself now. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But whatevs, the Cassies in the world aren't doing us any favors, but I feel bad for her. Her life sounded awful. Yeah, it didn't. I mean. (sighs) I'm not envious of what she's got cooking. I'm just saying. I have a feeling she's got a lot of word art to help her through the day, though. (laughs) She's living, laughing, and loving. She's living, laughing, and loving. Can you believe that that baby is now seven? Stop it! <laughs> Holy crap! That's Her baby such was a weird crying thing to in think. the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow. He's like completely indoctrinated and now like what if he what if he got his got his hunting license? <laughs> yeah. Got his hunting license. Fingers yeah, crossed. What if uh, that's a thing? See, mm-hmm. that's another thing. A lot of people who are inclined to, let's say, be homophobic, and then their kid ends up being gay, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, right. you actually, okay, I can see this in a new way. So, again, human connection. Yeah. Meeting people, interacting people, understanding yeah. that, that that there's way more uh, between group similarities than there are differences. So there you go. Situations. I think I never in a million years thought we were going to have an entire episode dedicated to the great debate. Me either. I had a whole bunch of stuff for next episode yeah, too. Yeah, at least we're so, ready for next time. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Look, I cried. Whoa. Hello. First one. Welcome. Wow. 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 Like we, we wow. arrived. I love it. Um, 
But I mean, apparently, I'm on my period, so whatever. What Sarah got wrong was just maybe being a little defensive, but yes, that's all right. Yeah, and I, what I learned from this thing that I really like, what I took away from reflecting on on this episode was how to go into a debate in the future, having a goal, and and looking for that place on our Venn diagram that overlaps and finding whatever that is. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder than other times. Yeah. To find that. Yeah. And I can hear, I can hear what I do in, in the beautiful thing. It's like, we really, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, in, in regards to the challenge and, and experiences we had in there, you really don't know how you're going to react in certain situations until you are in those situations, especially states of heightened emotion. And, you know, there aren't a lot of opportunities that I've had to have those kind of debates with people, which, you know, kind of says I've just surrounded myself with people who think like me, which, you know, whatevs. Um, uh, uh, So it is through being able to listen and hear myself in one of those conversations and knowing how I am reacting internally, that I could then grow and change and and be aware of what's going on internally in the future. Yeah, it's all good. Love it's it. all good stuff. I don't think Cassie's reflecting on this right now, well, but that's her loss. Yeah. Uh, fan fiction about Cassie. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So next episode, just to give you a preview... Um, We'll be talking. Oh man, episode six so good. is so good. Yeah, Sarah had, lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, it was lifestyles. It was lifestyles of the weird and wacky, which we haven't done in a while. But that was a theme for many episodes, yeah. and is always hilarious until our entire show turned into that. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great one. This is a great one. That's an episode full of things that until I, I didn't realize how many. How often I recall things from this episode. I know. This is like an episode that has stuck out in my head as Mm -hmm. one, uh, one of, I don't know, like, like best of. So this is great. We also get a call from our good friend, Kenny Santucci in this episode. I shouldn't say we get a call (laughs) from, we call him. And, uh, so that's a very different kind of, um, uh, phone call interaction this time yes we'll be switching gears and we did get things wrong so tune in next week for more things we got wrong bye we'll guys see you next time bye well what can i say